This episode of Fan Bros is sponsored by Urbox. Go to Urbox.com, that's two B's, two X's, to purchase the limited edition Fan Bros Comic-Con 2015 collection. Personalized boxes include the Chico Light. Which comes with all kinds of really dope accessories and has Chico Lights written in graffiti on it. And the Stiletto Stunter, which is a gorgeously crafted case containing your favorite herbal accessories for the city stunners. Use the code FANBROS to get 50% off. Hurry, supplies are limited. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Lucius Lionel, a.k.a. Quantum Leech, a.k.a. the Kevin Bacon of the internets here on the spaceship tonight, the Fan Bros Show, voice of the urban geek. And as always, I'm joined by... Chico Leo, the Wookiee from Brooklyn, two cheeks, Afro cheeks. All right, keeping it brief, Chico keeping Leo, brief. because this is a super special episode of Fan Bros Show tonight. Joining us in the spaceship, we have the legend himself, Jim Shooter, in the building. What the? Where are we? There are... Are those ruins? What is this place? Hello? Who's there? Jeff? No, no, no. I'm uh, DJ Benamin. I'm Chico Leo. Oh, uh, hi. I- I'm Grim. Do you guys know where we are? Not not a clue. We were hoping you would. Oh, I've got no idea. I mean, the last thing I remember, Jeff and I were recording Wait What? And then there was this noise, and then a moment later I was here. Yeah, pretty much same deal. We were on the ship, there was a noise, uh, theremin or something, and... Yeah, ju- just like that. Oh! <laughs> ah! Ow! Damn it! Oh my god, Rachel? Are you okay? You literally just fell out of the sky. What just happened? I mean, so Miles and I were in the studio and we were explaining the X-Men and... There was this noise. noise. And then I was here, wherever here is. It's definitely not Brooklyn. Hey, yeah, it's, it's not Portland. Uh, don't look at me. I mean, I can hardly even see any of you. Uh, maybe if you, uh, took off your sunglasses? The sunglasses stay on. Oh, wait a minute. I, I think I see someone else out there. Where? I, I can't. There. Three o'clock. Over by all the Kirby crack. Oh, hey, over here. Hey. Over here. Wait. Yeah, what? Over here. Who's yeah. That? What? Hello? Uh, hey, everybody. Chris, dude, I am so glad to see you. Do you know what the hell is going on? Uh, not really. Um, have you guys seen Matt? Because we were doing Ajax, and we were just about to get to the part where we plug all of our own stuff, and... There, there was, was a noise. noise. And now you're here. Yeah, we're looking for all our co-hosts, too. Except we have no idea where we are, either. Okay, well, we'll think it through, guys. We've got hosts from Geographically Scattered Comics Podcast. We've got a big, unfamiliar alien landscape with culturally non-specific ruins, incidental theremin music, and there's a ton of Kirby Crackle. Guys, this is obviously an event. An event? Yeah, a crossover event. Didn't Secret Wars just wrap up? Wait, if this is a crossover, shouldn't everyone else be here too? I don't know. We have to figure out who's behind us. Who or what? Okay, so what do you do in a crossover event? I guess we should look for some landmarks. There's usually some kind of fortress, right? Over there, there's a dome. Should we do, I don't know, like, incidental exposition or something on the way over? I wouldn't. I mean, it's a conceit that's really better suited to visual media. 
Uh, that's that's really big. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't the best idea. Yo, hey, I I, I found a door. Well, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it definitely wasn't this. Yeah, I mean, there's mics and there's headphones. It's a recording studio. Yeah, but there's still no sign of who's behind it. Hello, is anybody? I am the Beyonder. Oh, hell no. Many times across the unimaginable breadth of space, I have observed and learned from humanity. I have unraveled the secrets of life and death, of heroism and villainy. I learned to use the bathroom. But there is one thing which eludes me still. The secrets of comics. And so I have summoned you here to battle pod, fan bros, into it with Elk Collins, less than live with Cater Die, journey into misery, silence, wait, what? House to Astonish, War Rocket Ajax, Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men, you represent Earth's mightiest comics podcast. You shall teach me the ways of your strange world, or be destroyed. So where are co-hosts and the rest of the shows? Are they safe? I have separated and regrouped you that you might better serve my cosmic purpose. Look, man, I don't care who you are, but I can't do a podcast, not even a crossover event, without Matt. You shall teach me the ways of comics and their attendant culture, or be destroyed. Uh, okay, just the one then. Help me understand, and all you desire shall be yours. Nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish. And so begins the secret convergence on infinite podcasts. Convergence? Yo, Ben, are we going to get in some kind of legal trouble for this? It's a transformative work. Guys, look, I think we're going to have to run with this. I mean, this dude is crazy and fictional, but he's also our only ticket home. Okay, uh, Beyonder, sure, yes, we're going to explain comics. Right now, yeah, we'll do that. I'm waiting. We explain comics, I guess? Or comics culture? I've got to admit, I'm a little hazy on exactly what he wanted. Come on, we can do this. This This is our wheelhouse. This is what we do. Alright, I guess we should begin at the beginning. So what's the most basic comics lesson? The one all the others branch out from. Okay, so Batman. No, 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 uh, no, Chris. Dude, that is way too narrow. Uh, We gotta do something bigger. Uh, Continuity. We can do continuity. Shared universes. Uh, no. Too conceptual. Mm, Something with visuals in it. No, 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 no. Think about who we're working with. This guy's all about the big existential questions, but he gets there by putting superheroes in jars and shaking them. He's basically a fan when it comes down to it. And what do fans love to discuss more than anything? Who would win in a fight? (laughs) 
And what's up, fam bros? Man, we are here on Battle Pod tonight in the very first episode of the Secret Convergence on Infinite Podcast. It is crazy. There are so many podcasts involved tonight. I'm trapped out here with Chico Leo. What's up? <laughs> and on this Battle Pod, we have a few other guests joining us tonight. Here we have Rachel Editon. Hi, I'm Rachel Edidin with Miles Stokes. I host Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men. An awesome, awesome podcast and happy to have you here on this battlefield. Yeah, this is our second crossover, I think, actually, officially. Yes, yes. You've actually so, joined us on Fan yes. Bros before, but we didn't have the Beyonder, you know, just throwing us in a room together. <laughs> right, we shared this a spaceship and now a battle pod. Yeah. I miss the spaceship days. That was much more fun. I do, too. This is going to be rough. Because yeah. we also have Graham McMillan here tonight. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying it's rough because I'm here? I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Seriously, what's that about? Uh, hi, I'm Graham. I record uh, Wait What with Jeff Lester normally. Nice, nice. And last but definitely not least, we have the one and only Chris Sims. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am the co-host of War Rocket Ajax with uh, Matt Wilson. And this is definitely the first time we've done this. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I never I found before the door, but I might have happened. damaged some of the communications equipment. <laughs> and this is also the very first episode that we've ever recorded in this crossover. So we are kicking it off tonight on the Battle Pod with the Fan Bros show and a bunch of other people. And tonight we are talking about who would win in a fight. You know that topic that comes up every damn day i gotta say i was the readers the readers always win in the fight i worked in a pretty much the internet i worked in a comic book store for six years and i cannot count the number of who went in a fight conversations i started just purely (laughs) out of boredom but the best one that we ever got and uh uh dj benjamin i know you've got i know you've got something you want to throw out there but i kind of want to throw this one out because uh, this was the best one that we ever got while I was working at the store. Uh, someone asked a coworker of mine uh, who would win in a fight between the Silver Surfer and the Punisher. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the, the Punisher's defender even saying? Uh, well, like the answer that uh, the, a guy I worked with named Matt, like the answer that he gave was the Silver Surfer, and the guy like. And I, I don't know if this was a kid or just a guy who really liked the Punisher, but his answer, like, his response was, okay, okay, but uh, uh, what if the Punisher had a bazooka? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, a fair, it's a fair question. Have you ever seen the Silver Surfer versus a bazooka? I've not. Uh, I feel like I have. Uh, I think I have, though. <laughs> yeah. I've read a lot of Silver Surfer comics, and I seem to remember one where he, like, stops a bo- robbery and somebody tries to shoot him with a bazooka. Oh, man, I want to read that comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. he, he wields the power cosmic yeah but well, power cosmic bazooka who knows maybe power cosmic has awesome, got really weird limits I think the question is what would happen if the Punisher if the Punisher became Captain Universe the hero who could be oh. you oh there's a then, twist then we get does he have like cosmically powered guns well if the Punisher actually were me then he would still definitely lose <laughs> against the Silver Surfer power cosmic Captain Universe or not right yeah, that one I gotta go with the Silver Surfer. I just I feel like I'd feel weirdly guilty hitting the Silver Surfer too. Oh no, he deserves it. Oh wait, wait. No, I look. Why? Jeff, Jeff and I are doing like old Jack Kirby 
Fantastic Fours. And there comes a point where the Silver Surfer is the most annoying dude in the planet. And every time he goes, I am trapped on Earth. Oh, woe is me. You're a beautiful blind sculptress. I want to slap him. If I had the Captain Universe powers, I would totally go after the Silver Surfer. Wait, did he hook up with Alicia Masters too? No, he just really wanted to. He'd be like, I've got nothing to do. I will go and faint on her couch. He was really annoying. Man, I don't know. My, my, main, con- my main context, or at least my original context for the Silver Surfer, is the Giffen Dematis Defenders. So I literally just think of him as basically being Zonker Harris. Like, he is just a gentle surfer dude who wants to hang out in the sun. Oh, God, no. That would be so much better than the original one. The original one was, like, weirdly self-righteous. And, like, every second time he appeared, he'd be like, I hate man. I will destroy you. And then, like, he'd be blown up or something. He'd be like, man's okay. Yeah, the Silver Surfer can easily get killed by Captain Universe Punisher, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah, those Kirby Fantastic Fours do not get enough credit for the amount of angst dripping (laughs) off of every panel. And everyone, apart from John, apart from the Human Torch, he's like the one guy who does not hate his life. Everyone else in there hates their life. So basically, Silver Surfer in those issues sounds like me before I've had either coffee or marijuana in the morning. (laughs) Like, I hate man. And then it's like, hey, you know, everything's all right. Something happens and you're like, it's okay. I can go on. (laughs) All right. So in this one, I think I'm going to have to vote with Silver Surfer. I think Silver Surfer would basically incinerate the Punisher. (laughs) You know, I would love to see that issue, but I can't really think of bazookas holding much against them. Wait, but how yeah. strong is the power cosmic? Like, can what if you had the Beyonder <laughs> and the power cosmic? I think it's strong enough. To no, stop no, but like the, bazooka. the I, Beyonder I versus the Silver Surfer. Is it the Beyonder? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into dangerous That's territory. Actually, I don't. Here, guys. I don't want to piss <laughs> yes. off our, our Lord and Master. <laughs> no, true indeed. <laughs> I feel like Rachel so, is, uh, Rachel's Rachel's still on Battle World. <laughs> Rachel will never leave Battle Battlepod? World. Battlepod. Battlepod. No, no. I'm in Portland. I don't know. It's the first episode. I feel like we should at least nod to the conceit, like, marginally more than we do elsewhere. <laughs> this is getting very oh. metatextual, you guys. I mean, we're certainly, no, we're certainly not what? limited by the amount of audio that we have from the Beyonder for this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> the really familiar-looking Beyonder who totally gave me a lift to the studio this morning. He's a very He's not like the one who had the microphone. He can assume any form, don't forget. Wait, are you saying one of us is the Beyonder? I feel like all these podcast recording in-jokes are going to play really well with the listeners. (laughs) That's what editing is for. This is definitely what editing is for. (laughs) All right. So um, as far as Silver Surfer versus Punisher, I go with Silver Surfer. Anybody else? Yeah, Yeah, Silver Silver Surfer. Surfer. Yeah, unquestionably. Uh, I'm going to go with Silver Surfer with the exception of if he has the powers of Captain Universe, the superhero who could be you. That's th- then. I mean, let's not forget Archie gave the Punisher a fight for his, uh, for, you know. Archie also gave the Predator a fight for his life. So, <laughs> Right. Uh, Archie's coming out pretty well in most of these battles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's undead now, so. Yeah, nobody wins against zombies. That's the one. Zombies win against everyone. I'd like to see the Punisher against zombies. That's a movie I want to see. There's a series like that. There's a, uh, uh, there's a. Oh, the Marvel Undead. Uh, I, what was it called? It was um. Or Marvel Zombies. Was it the Punisher versus the Marvel Universe? It was the one where the Punisher had the uh, the biohazard symbol instead of the skull. Uh, it was a miniseries that I don't <laughs> think a whole lot of people read. Unfortunately, I think Gorlin Parlock right, did the right. art, but uh. 
It's relatively recent. If you if you really want to see the Punisher fight zombies, then that is the way to go. I kind of do. Do we have any other suggestions for matchups besides those that involve the Punisher? Tonight? <laughs> well, there are, you know there are the classics. Thor versus yes, yeah, St- Storm versus Thor. Thor versus Thor. Mm. You mean Odin's son versus Storm, Storm versus yeah. Thor? The goddess of uh, of lightning versus the god of thunder. Rachel. I'm going to say context-specific, because if, if Storm has an environment that she can use and that she's familiar with, Storm. Otherwise, probably Thor. Right. Well, let's say it's, it's going to be on Earth, so it's not going to be in Asgard. It's not going to be in Svartalfheim, where even a god may die? You know, Storm isn't going to go to Asgard and pick a fight. <laughs> if it's in the danger room, Storm might get it. Well, if it's in the mm. danger room or if it's in any urban environment that she's familiar with. Because Storm basically has the whole parkour skill set. And she's used to being subtle. And she's a really, really, really good strategist. Thor is basically a hitter. I mean, he's really super powerful. And when it comes to raw power, there's no question and no contest. But if she's got an environment to use to her advantage, you know, the fight goes to Storm. Yeah, I, I will give Storm home, home court advantage. Because Thor comes down to Earth, you know? She doesn't go up to Asgard. So... So given the context of, of Storm having home court, home field advantage, um, I, I also would, would, would go with Storm. Um, I mean, as long as she can avoid getting hit with the hammer, I think mm-hmm. she's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's when it becomes really problematic for Storm. Uh, I, I actually, though, after everyone put in their vote, I think I would have to change my vote to Storm, too, because I always remember when Storm served Cyclops right. without any powers. And that's like one of my favorite issues ever. So I have to, yeah. And then I think also the fact that Storm has wielded the hammer in her time or a hammer. Mm-hmm. So if she could manage to even get the hammer away from Thor, then he's really screwed. Well, and she doesn't pull punches. Thor does, and, or would be, because Thor worries about his power relative to the people around him. And I mean, Storm has straight up stabbed someone through the heart because that's what it took to win a fight. Okay, now I'm yep. scared of Storm. You should be. Uh, there's, there's two things. There's two things that really come to mind with this. Uh, one is that uh, there's an amazing issue of Avengers. I, th- I think it's Avengers 214, where Ghost Rider fights the Avengers. And Ghost Rider not only outruns Mjolnir, but then grabs onto it and basically rides it back to Thor and rams his motorcycle into <laughs> Thor's face. That's the second so thing oh, that's is awesome. that Thor lost a fight to a space horse twice. <laughs> he was a great space horse, though. Come on. No, look. Look, I love Vaderayville, but if you're if you're a, a a person who says Thor can beat Storm, by the transitive property, you are saying a space horse can beat Storm, and I like that is where I have to draw the line. Well, I mean, but the space horse already beat Thor, so you got to go with Beta. And Beta Ray Bill has the one of the best names in the history of comic books, so he could probably beat a lot of people just based on that alone. My favorite thing about Beta Ray Bill's name is that. It's literally Beta Ray Bill. There's no, like, in your language, my name would be... No, it's just like, hi, I'm Beta Ray Bill. I'm a space horse. <laughs> See, I, I, would, I would also go with Storm. So we're down with the Silver Surfer and Storm as our, as, as our two, so far, as our two, uh, two winners. Is that yeah. unanimous? So what we're saying is, if you have a, yeah. an S starting your name, you're going to win in any of these mashups. Wow. wow. Well, then I've got one that might throw some people off. I don't know, because me, I never understood this one. Uh, Superman versus Goku. Oh, 
See, I want. I'm gonna have to bow out of this one. I know nothing about Dragon. Yeah, Ball. I know me I either. Know little... <laughs> me either. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Superman because I think I just like <laughs> Superman. I know nothing about Goku, so I'm gonna go with Superman because I don't understand <laughs> Dragon Ball at all, and I want to piss off a lot of our fans. So I'm just gonna go yeah, with I'm Superman going with off Superman the top too, which also uh, has the S uh, consistent. You had a, you had Ooh, you had another one. Uh, Ben, that didn't have any S's in it. Oh, yeah. Um, Cyborg versus Rocket Raccoon. Right. And so, you know, I I, I was arguing that a raccoon is really fast. (laughs) (laughs) When when we didn't do this before, no. Um, And also, there was an argument brought up that the raccoon might be attracted to a shiny object. And Victor Stone is only a shiny object. So he would have a problem fighting Cyborg. I think think all that means is that... uh, uh, Cyborg's uh, white noise cannon, you were going to find Rocket Raccoon washing that in a stream after the fight. That is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that white noise cannon would be quite a problem for a poor Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Jesus, oh, I thought you were going to be washing that. Cyborg's blood off it. Exactly. It's a, it's, first of all, he's a DC character, and as we all know, DC characters love to get their arms ripped off. So we can agree that whoever wins, Rocket gets an arm to yes, take home. Yeah, I think so. Consolation prize, at mm. least. Okay. But his eardrums are definitely not ready for that one that's like you know stabbing a blind man in the eyes or something that's just that's not yeah i feel like this becomes one of those just increasing ordinance jokes that ends somewhere around next wave (laughs) so so my my (laughs) argument for rocket although i'm somewhat convinced for cyborg my argument is that if the battle took to the air and they were both using their jetpacks or their jets in their boots or whatever it is they have uh that 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 their rocket would have an advantage with his speed well and his uh, size he's going to be more maneuverable but is it classic yes. cyborg or like new 52 cyborg because if it's new 52 cyborg he can just open a boom tube and send rocket to apocalypse and that's the end Jesus. Wow. <laughs> okay so now we're doing rocket <laughs> raccoon you. versus dark side <laughs> so this is a really <laughs> interesting one rocket raccoon but only by narrative contrivance <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Rocket Raccoon. No, no, hell no. I'm going with Dark Side. Dark Side and the Omega Beans are making short work of, of Rocket yeah, Raccoon. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no and, chance. I mean, he's at this point, Dark Side has in fact found the anti life equation, right? And it's Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon is the anti life equation. <laughs> no, he's going to use no, the anti life equation to to eradicate Rocket Raccoon. I always figured that uh, iPods and iPads were Dark Side's version of Father Boxes or whatever the evil version of the mother box is. So I think he's already found the anti-life yeah, equation. No, there's no doubt. I did not, uh, I did not enjoy, uh, injustice gods among us, the video game, but I did appreciate that there was an environmental, uh, I guess, hazard on the, the justice league, uh, hall of justice stage, where if you punch somebody right, they would literally go through a boom tube to dark side's throne room and dark side would stand up and shoot them with the Omega beams and blast them back to earth. That was pretty cool. Wow. That oh, was that's the awesome. best part of the game. That's clever. <laughs> as long as that doesn't happen to us here in the battle pod. To be uh, under I'm dark side, there's, we, we don't have that many guests to come and pretend to be other people. Ooh, that's a question. Beyonder versus dark side. Uh, Beyonder. Ooh. No. Like, I, I yeah. love dark side. No. Beyonder in that Beyond- one. Okay, how does Dark Side win? Considering the Beyonder no. is nothing gone. from Secret Wars Two beats anything <laughs> from Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Right. That is a rule I will leave. Nope, nope. 
the Beyonder's hair. What about Thunderbolt? Is it wasn't that his name? The the guy with the lightning bolt who was like mad at TV shows. Oh yes, and, um, yes. Secret Wars the, too? He, he hung out with uh, Iron Man. He's an Iron Man issue. Yes, that guy. Yes. Yeah, he had a golden suit Gerber. and a Pegasus and a lightning yeah. bolt. Oh my god, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I think Darkseid would have something up his sleeve. I think in a total vacuum. That the Beyonder would beat Darkseid, but I think Darkseid is too, you know, malevolently intelligent and forethinking, and that he's one of those villains who would, who would arrange things so that he could win. So he'd he you know just distract I mean? the Beyonder, is what you're saying? Because the Beyonder's pretty much God, so the Beyonder could just do whatever he wanted to be. But if he distracts the Beyonder, he could send him away somewhere. Right. I mean, there's a naivete to the Beyonder. No, no offense to the Beyonder if he's listening. <laughs> Wait, Rachel, what's the Doctor Doom thing? Wait, what's that, Rachel? Uh, well, we know that Doc- Doctor Doom killed the Beyonders A bunch in current of Marvel continuity um, by, yes. again, that gradual pl- plotting. And, 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 I mean, he's been doing that since Secret Wars 1, basically the setting things up, putting dominoes in place to ascend to godhood, and then inevitably crumbling under its weight. But he's still managed to actually win that fight two times. That's yes. true. I guess if so, Doctor Doom can beat the Beyonder, then yeah. Darkseid must be able to beat the Beyonder. Absolutely. I'll take the ruler of Apocalypse over the ruler of, uh, what is it, Latvia? Or no, not Latvia. <laughs> Latveria. Latveria. Yes. I never would ever even attempt to pronounce that one. That's when the Beyonder the wanted to make a planet, the Beyonder just took a bunch of pieces of other worlds and made a planet. When Darkseid wanted to make a planet, he literally took over a planet of people with Superman powers and had them re- shaped the entire planet into a planet-sized version of his own head that he then rode around space. So... So what you're saying, though... But what you're saying here is that the Beyonder's much more... No, I'm more modest. No. I don't know. that. I, if, I, if, I gotta go with the dark side on that one, because that's pretty efficient, turning a planet of Superman powers into your own slaves. That's like... And and I think pimp. that that also... You're, the Beyonder, when he comes to our, you know level of consciousness or dimension or realm, he has this childlike naivete that which is the way to beat him. And Darkseid or Doctor Doom that or Brainiac or someone like that would be able to outsmart him or outwit him or outthink him. That that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Any man with a jerry curl can't be that hard right. to outsmart or outwit. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Darkseid on and that, that one. Disco man, outfit. I keep changing. 1986 was a special <laughs> year. People, okay? I bought every single one of those issues. Oh, so man. oh the crossovers as well? Year. You bought all of Secret Wars? Or Secret Wars 2? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's what got me started on Captain America, was reading that issue with oh, I, Armadillo. In, in the UK. Oh. Like, they, they reprinted all in, in a comic called Secret Wars 2, and they reprinted all of it. Including the crossovers. Including the crossovers, and including things that weren't So you even... get Daredevil getting his sight so back? Everything apart from Micronauts, oh. weirdly enough. For some reason, Micronauts wow. was not included, but all of that and stuff that wasn't even part of the crossover. That that was my introduction to like all that Marvel stuff. Wow, I probably did wow. not buy the Micronauts. You issue. you you didn't miss anything. Trust no, me. I didn't either. Yeah, Michael Michael Golden no. was off that book by then. I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Anyone else? So we're going dark side over Beyonder. The S's have been winning a lot of these battles. Any other well, What about super teams? Avengers versus Justice League. Ooh. Yeah, but the, which teams? You know, the, yeah, the, that's they both a lot have of had lineup so many. From. You know, the whole... Okay, the original Avengers versus the original Justice League. Okay, so we're saying, what is that? Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Birdlets, uh Iron Man, uh, Aquaman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Flash, Green Lantern. Right. 
I'm going with Justice League. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, definitely <laughs> Justice League versus Wasp, Giant Man, Thor. Um, yeah, Iron, Iron Man in that gold suit that and it? the Hulk was Hulk. the Hulk was yeah. in the original. Yeah, 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 yeah Justice there. League. There's no question. Justice League for sure. Yeah, especially and it's the I Silver think... Age. If we're looking at the Silver Age versions of those characters, there's yeah, there's no contest. You know that that does bring up a question of what Avengers team could beat a Justice League team because my money on Justice League Detroit is on them on any fight. <laughs> <laughs> Any Avengers team with Scarlet Witch on it has the reality warping advantage. Wait, was True. Justice League Detroit the one with Vibe, where Martian Manhunter yeah. was Justice the one League with Detroit Vibe was Aquaman, Steel and Vibe, Martian Manhunter, and, and the other Steel, Steel Vibe, yes. Gypsy. Yes, and uh, there's there's one more that I feel like I'm missing, right? Vixen. Yeah, I think Vixen was out there too. Could we go regional and Ooh. put those guys up against the Great Lakes Avengers? I think the worst Defenders team could beat that Justice League. <laughs> Vixen was such a good character that I retconned her out of that team in my head and could not remember she was a part of it. Power Pack could beat that team. <laughs> Power Pack beat Sabretooth. Power Pack can take down the bad That's guys. Power, yes. At least within the text of any comic, Power Pack has the narrative advantage of being characters who it's really hard to justify killing off. <laughs> Too. Yeah, like that's it's true. Who who really wants to see the kids getting killed, even when they should be getting killed? <laughs> that would be horrible. I used to love that power pack. I would have pride. I was gonna like, say to blood th- bloodthirsty readers of the what, when when did a death in the family happen by by popular vote? Oh, 80... 87? I thought it was eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna say the bloodthirsty children of eighty seven. Oh man, um, this isn't this show. This is who will fight, win in a fight. But I do have a uh, superhero confession. I called in for uh, Jason Todd to be killed and felt so bad when he did as he Batman was so sad after that. As the world's foremost Batmanologist, horrible. Allow me to absolve you of your sins. You made the right choice. Although now we do know (laughs) the question of you know who would win in a fight, Jason Todd or DJ Benamine. (laughs) (laughs) my money is on me Todd cannot handle me I'm sorry now if you put up a Dick Grayson or Damien you know they're getting me but I'm I'm serving Jason Todd especially Robin Jason Todd no yeah okay the Flash versus Quicksilver (laughs) the Flash in a race Mm. yeah I'm going with Flash Flash. in a race Flash appalled (laughs) Flash has access to the speed force which is like you know the force or you know it's 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 he's got he's got he's got more than just a mutant power, you know. Quicksilver is just the a fast have the speed force? person. Yeah. The Flash beat Quicksilver in a race, and it happened in Quasar. <laughs> so it's something not a lot of people know. Wait, was that was that the crossover that brought back um? Oh, what's his name? The guy with the really bad codename. Uh, y- yes, I don't know who you're talking about, but the one who got yes. his powers from Mongoose Blood. Max Miracle. No, 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 uh, the wizard. No. Yes. The wizard. Yes. Yeah. The wizard. Yes. The wizard. There's an issue yes. with Quasar where there's a big race across the cosmos, and it's Quicksilver. It's the wizard. It's Quasar's in it, obviously. And, and Mark Grunewald is writing it. And Mark Grunewald was, you know, legendary Marvel editor. Only ever worked for Marvel Comics. Justice League was his favorite comic. That's why he wrote Squadron Supreme. Uh, and they have this big race, and it's like, who's gonna win? Quicksilver, the wizard. Who, you know, which of these guys is gonna win? And a dimensional portal. Okay. Opens to be up. fair, I don't think anyone thought the wizard well, was gonna no. win. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was gonna happen either. A dimensional portal opens up, and this dude in this torn up red costume runs out, and he like wins the race. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened. I must have been running so hard to try and stop something from happening back in 1987 that I 
totally shattered the dimensional barriers, and now I'm here. Uh, and I can't remember my name, but it sounded something like Buried Alien. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Barry Allen the Flash beat Quicksilver in Marvel continuity. I gotta give DC credit for leaving Barry Allen dead for, like, 20 years. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, normally they bring these guys back after six months. Yeah, but, you know, that was back in the day when they would let them stay dead, and they still pimped them out with Wally West, so it's not like they ever, you know, took a Flash comic off the show. No. So. And as Rachel will see, Wally West is the best Flash. He is. End yeah. of story. One true Flash. No question about it. Barry Allen is fake as hell, and I think <laughs> the, why I love the TV show <laughs> So much is the fact that Barry Allen adds more like Wally West on the show yes! than he ever yeah, does he like, like Barry Allen. Allen. That's absolutely Yeah, he's totally true. Wally West in that show, yeah. And that is the saving grace because Barry Allen is a sucker. You, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> no, he, sa- he sacrifices himself for everyone and dies alone. He doesn't have everyone cooing over him like Supergirl when she dies. He dies alone. <laughs> alone in the universe, like running on his cosmic treadmill. It's very sad. Wait, wait. And then he disintegrates. Are you saying this is a defense of Barry Allen or a condemnation of Barry Allen? <laughs> no, I'm saying it in defense of him. I'm saying that he gave it a, you know. Are you like, up. he sucks because he died alone, not like Supergirl. <laughs> no, the hero, Superman the real hero like is the guy who dies alone, you know? Like, he, you know. I don't know about that. I'm on the battlefield, you know? I don't know on that one. I think I'll still go with Supergirl's death over Barry Allen. She gets the cover and everything, oh, yeah. you know? Barry just vanishes no she i mean her death causes earth 2 superman to cry and his tears should be shattering the uh the earth beneath her but that doesn't that isn't what happens you know i had a really good versus somewhere in the middle of that flash and quicksilver and oh wait there it is there because you reminded me of this issue where is it the um, wizard versus quasar is that where we're going superman yeah it's a (laughs) superman versus batman uh annual where uh, what's his name? Deathstroke, the Terminator, is trying to kill. I think he's trying to kill Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne. He's trying to kill one of them. Oh yeah, it's uh, the retelling ship. of the cruise ship story. Yeah, and, and yes, fake Deadpool ship. shows up, and Deadpool shows up. So there we go. Deathstroke versus Deadpool. Ooh. Uh, I am gonna go like as, as someone who uh, has both written a comic that Deadpool was in, and also wrote a column. For his day job, uh, probably about a year ago, called "Stop Trying to Make Deathstroke Happen." <laughs> wow! Uh, I am gonna unsurprisingly come down on the side of uh, of Deadpool on that one. Does Deadpool well, wow. does Deadpool have his fourth wall powers in this scenario? Yes. Then Deadpool. Then Deadpool. Genre awareness <laughs> always trumps. I, I have to kind of agree with the the idea that if he can actually break the fourth wall, that it's going to be Deadpool. But as someone whose high point of Comic-Con was meeting and talking to Manu Bennett, who played Slade Wilson on The Arrow, I, I, I kind of have to go with uh, Deathstroke. I, who played Deathstroke, sorry, on, on The Arrow. Uh, on Arrow. I'm going to go with Deathstroke. All right. Well, since I brought it up, I'm I would go with Deadpool, and I completely agree with the stop making Deathstroke happen. I need to read that article because um, I really hate that one. Oh God! And this is gonna probably bring up bad memories for everybody. I hate uh, what is it? Identity Crisis. With yeah. Like yes. Such a Good. passion that, and that's another book that I bought every issue of, and I'm just like so distrusted that I did, and I hate that whenever somebody brings up Deathstroke beating the Justice League because it's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, 
And I don't even think I realized how ridiculous it was when I was reading that book because I was already so fed up, probably. But <laughs> yeah, because it's not—it's not in the top ten worst things that happened on Identity Crisis. The problem? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember anything with Deathstroke in that. I mean, I read it once, and uh, you know, once was enough. Yeah, haven't revisited it, so uh, I don't even remember what what Deathstroke does in there. Oh well, at one point Deathstroke serves the whole Justice League, and I'm talking. The Green Lantern, Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, all at once. Green Arrow is there as well. I think the Adam might have been in on it. Everyone is there, and they all get served by Deathstroke. Yeah, he 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 beats he single handedly beats the Grant Morrison ass JLA. Although, so Identity Crisis brings me to another kind of classic Who Would Win question, which is grand melees between characters with the same code names. Okay, like? Um, well, that, I mean, because Identity Crisis, I was thinking Doctor's Light, but I think we should just never, never acknowledge that, so... No. <laughs> Agreed. Well, there's many Captain Marvels. That's true. Ooh. Oh, yeah. there's a good one. Uh, okay, so if we're talking about uh, uh, Billy Batson versus Marvel versus Genusville versus Philavel <laughs> versus Carol Danvers <laughs> versus Monica Rambeau, uh, yeah. I would still probably give it to... Uh, Actually, I was going to give it to Billy Batson, but Billy would yeah. never hit most of those characters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would He would be really, really upset about the prospect of hitting a woman. Uh, I'm going to yeah, give it to I, Monica I like, then. Yeah, Monica yeah. Rambeau. going to yeah. get in that. Yeah, my money is on Monica even before Billy Batson. Even if Billy got angry and really tried to do something, my money's still on Monica because fast as gods and all that, but light is still faster than a lot of things. And Monica is just like... Really one of the most powerful characters out there. Yeah, she was functionally really close to omnipotent. I've been rereading the Avengers versus X, or sorry, X-Men versus Avengers as distinct from the more recent series. And yeah, she's she is functionally unstoppable. Monica, no question. I mean, she was like pretty much the most powerful person on that Avengers team, right? Oh, yeah. yeah easily. By, by a wide margin. Yeah. They always had to depower her. And that's, I read an article recently. I'm not sure who wrote it, but it was an article about that. And they talked about how that was uh, depowered her because, it, you know, it just didn't, if they didn't or they like throw her into the dark dimension. I remember, I think in Under Siege, she gets trapped in the dark dimension the whole time. Yeah, because otherwise they'll like, be like, oh, and she's just saved everyone. Yeah, because otherwise she's just wiping out the Masters of Evil in like five seconds. There's no contest there. So. That's what I love about the, the Al Ewing Mighty Avengers book. Because it's it after a while it's like oh that's right Monica Rambeau was really powerful you guys Monica Rambeau hell yeah can I kick love all that of your one. asses yeah so holy yeah. moly Captain Marvel it would actually be Monica Rambeau not uh, not Billy Batson as the most powerful Captain Marvel yeah most definitely mm-hmm. I'm going with that I don't one. know why after next wave first of all I don't know why all of them didn't get ongoings no <laughs> but like especially Monica Rambeau like that like like. Kind of over it, Monica Rambeau is so great. Like yes. over it, but she still really wants to be a superhero. But she's like, she's like, yeah, I was, I was an Avenger, guys. <laughs> like, why was there not an ongoing series? Chris, did you read the? Did you read the Al Ewing Mighty Avengers? Because he brings Next Wave into continuity officially. Oh, Next I didn't Wave's know that. I've read, a, I've read some uh, of those issues, but I didn't know that. <laughs> Next yeah. Wave are in Civil War. <laughs> Wait, are they actually in Civil War? <laughs> they are actually like. Like, uh, at least Monica and I think Machine Man show, like, they show up, Steve McNiven draws them in their Next Wave costumes <laughs> with their, uh, 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 Beyond Corporation jackets in, in oh, Civil awesome. War. And that's then, great. uh, that, um, uh, Ms. Marvel book, uh, that Brian Reed did has, has, uh, Machine Man in it. 
as as, oh, yeah. Ka- you know, I, as I, the I, next wave version of Machine Man. But yeah, I really I, need to sit down and read that Ali Ewing run. Yeah, it's oh, great. Definitely. But but he it really, really after a while is just like yeah, Monica Rumble is is the best. All right, well, Captain Marvel. Do we have any other people with the same name? I mean, we could go with Robin. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. Now, okay, so so this is uh, which ones are we counting? So I assume we're counting the the, the Dick, Jason, Tim, uh, Damien. Are we counting Stephanie Brown? Yeah, yep. but she's not going to win. Yeah. No, I mean, no, she's obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Like her tenure as Robin was not her finest hour. Yeah. Uh, are we counting alternate Robins? Are we counting like Carrie Kelly? Are we counting? Ooh, good question. Uh, no, I think just those main those main four. Are, are we counting? Are we counting just Duke Thomas? Are, Did Batman Beyond have a Robin? Well, he had he had Max, but no. she, she she insisted Robin, she was not right? Robin. Yeah, yeah. she okay. was a lot closer to Oracle anyway. And I mean, there's so many alternates. Like Grant Morrison has like ten of them in one issue. So that's well, there's that there, there's Robin rough. the Toy Wonder from the 853rd yep. century. One of my favorites. One of my favorites as well. Uh, let's see. I don't think Brain Taylor has a Robin. Unless you go to that failed pitch I did with Jake Hansa. We gave a Robin in that. Um, let's stick uh, to the main Robin so okay, we don't so lose, like, you know, 90% I think it's got to be Dick Grayson, right? I mean... Uh, are we talking know. about them as their Robin? I think, I think as Robins, include, like, yeah. I don't think we can do grown-up powers. Because that's, oh, oh, oh. that's a whole other thing. You think oh, Tim's over, over Damien? It's Damien. Tim's oh, yeah. the way best, but I think Damien would win in a fight. Right. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah, Damien could would yeah not yeah. care to yeah. give the the censored version of that phrase. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Damien is Damien is Bruce Wayne raised by assassins, so he's hard to he's hard to beat. I I think Damien is like one of those characters where I just like he's like Wally West to me where. And I noticed I heard a lot of people's feelings like, I just don't give a shit about, you know, Dick, um, Todd, whoever, after Damien was introduced. He's like, to me, my favorite Robin. I, I love, like, Dick Grayson is hands down one of my favorite characters, but I, I, I like him as Nightwing and after. Yeah, I, I don't yes. actually really yeah. like him as Dick Robin. Grayson is way more interesting as a former Robin than as a current one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As, as Batman's grown-up son, he is mm-hmm. like really interesting, and especially his relationships with the other Robins, yes. I, th- I think is one of the most interesting things about him. But yeah, like Tim is my favorite. Like Tim, like because I was reading comics in the nineties. <laughs> Tim is my favorite. But yeah, like if we're strictly going by who would win in a fight, uh, Silver Surfer versus Punisher rules. <laughs> yeah, Damien. Uh, Damien is Damian, I think. Yeah, that's an ass-kicking. Damien versus Punisher. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Damien. I think yeah. I might go with Damien as well. Yeah. yeah. Ninjas. Yeah. Like when you're raised by ninja assassins, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. Right. Punisher just an old man with guns. <laughs> Wait, I'm just going through all the ninja characters. I'm like, what about Storm Shadow versus Electra? Ooh. Versus go on. Oh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> Snake Eyes versus Storm Shadow versus Electra versus Damien. Mm. I'm gonna have to sit this out. Uh, I have no G- my my entire GI Joe frame of reference is like a 10 minute conversation with Chris and that one Community episode. <laughs> I think you know oh, the Chris, I'm, then, I'm going with Storm Shadow over Damien. I'm amazed that I stopped after 10 minutes, Rachel. I think I, I think phone. I had to. I think I, I think it was Pathfinder was either starting or ending. Oh, Storm Shadow versus Electro. That was the question, actually. Oh, I'm getting no. I'm Storm Shadow versus Electro versus uh, Snake Eyes versus Damien. Four way. Any ninja character? Can I throw Inth Man into the building and really get Chris happy? Oh yes, and he wins then. 
Yeah, yeah John Doe over everyone. And what if the Ninja oh. Turtles were involved? Well, are we are we just doing are we just doing non-powered ninjas? Because if we're doing powered ninjas, there's a whole other set of stuff. I mean, we've got Psylocke, we've got who else? Ooh, wow! I mean, got I guess you could throw Wolverine into (laughs) that. Yeah, you got to stick with just non-powered ninjas. No, throw them all in. John Doe has the powers. um, uh, Yukio in. Yukio. Yeah. Okay. Now, as we all know, as as Ben Hameen knows, and as I know, I'm not going to say as we all know. John Doe, the nth man, is the ultimate ninja. Yes. But he does have powers. It's he in can, his it's in his title. He can And look, and look, no one has written more ninja comics than Larry Hama. Like he would know. Yeah. This is very true. So but, yeah, you guys took can, my you took my Electra versus Electro suggestion that I was about to do. Well, Electra. Yeah, Come on. easily. Yeah. But her size are metal, and Electro could actually, you know... But she can yes. probably get non-metal Psy. Right, I guess so. Yeah, I at mean, this point, she's that using, is... ca- like, carbon composite, you know, Psy. Well, look, look, what's the worst What's the worst Electro is going to do to her? Kill her? That's not going to stop her. Right, right. apparently not. <laughs> although, although not according to Frank Miller. No, not according to Frank Miller. <laughs> no, she bounces right back from that like every other issue. Yeah. Like that's not yeah, that's definitely not doing it. No, he said he declares, you know, he's declared that Electra died in Daredevil, you know, in nineteen eighty two and uh everything you've seen is some imposter. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't declare that she was a prostitute before she got killed. Right. Too, Ooh, so. yeah. well played. <laughs> oh uh, Electra we lives again is Frank Miller's final word on Electra. So he does like he, he acknowledges Electra Assassin, obviously, because he did that with Sinkevich. Right. But then Electra Lives Again, which has a lot of naked Matt Murdock, if that is of interest to anyone. Right. Oh, yeah. And he, he wrote and drew that, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've I think that. it's the last thing he, he did for Marvel. I think. I don't know if he's done anything since. No, probably not. Oh, he, he did mm. uh, Daredevil Man Without Fear with yeah. John Romita. Oh, that's was that Was that after? Yeah, I think that yeah. was. I, I, yeah, I think so. I always think Electra Lives Again is after because I read it last. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't find it for such a long time. All right, Electra versus Electro. I'm still going with. Electro <laughs> think we're coming down on Electro on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go easily. Snake Eyes over everyone. Wow, even over John Doe. Well, look. It, well, yes, because <laughs> Snake Eyes has no face. That's got to give you an edge. Because look, uh, John Doe turns into a baby at the end of that story. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Very true. I'll take a dead snake eyes over a baby John Doe. But John Doe was raised by a ninja dentist. So, you know, like I said, Damien raised by ninja assassins is one thing, but a ninja dentist, it doesn't Oh, much can we throw Dr. McNinja into this? Dr. McNinja? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Rachel, you might have to explain Dr. McNinja for people who haven't, who are listening who haven't read it. I think people got it from the name. Yeah, the bro. name is pretty self-explanatory. What kind of doctor is he? General Pratt, yeah, McNinja. <laughs> He's a doctor of McNinja. Yeah. That's what he's a doctor of. No, no, McNinja's is his McNinja is his surname. Oh, so so he comes from a family of McNinjas? Yes. Are they Irish? Yeah. Yeah, they're Irish ninjas. Yes. <laughs> you well, have I... a Scottish person on this podcast and you say Mick is Irish. Come on, people. Always Irish, Mick is Scottish. It is acknowledged as Irish <laughs> in the story. To be fair, Mook is about as Irish a surname as Ninja, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, I just want to say you guys, you know, are, are sleeping on babies in comics. If you think just because John Doe turns into a baby, he's going to lose because uh, there was a series DC had in the 90s called Rebels. And uh, it was about a bunch of, uh, you know, on the, the run the bad guys led food, by right? a baby Vril Dox. The, uh, yes. And he was a baby version of the green brainiac from the Legion, from the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> and he and was like an who, evil baby. Anyone who read the new universe can remember that a baby had the star brand for a while. Yes. There you go. I'm floating oh, <laughs> So... Baby, a baby with omnipotent powers. Well, and there was Baby Magneto for a while too. Graham, I want to point out that you made a mistake. I, I don't want to. I don't want to call you out, Graham. But uh, no, no, call Rebels me was not a spinoff of Legion of Superheroes. Rebels was a, a spinoff of Legion, which was a yes. spinoff of Legion of Superheroes. Legion, of course, was the licensed extra governmental <laughs> interstellar operatives network. Wow, I remember the I remember the it, acronym, but I did not know what it stood for. Did Rebels stand for anything? Look, I got all the acronyms. I got the. Uh, Rebels did stand for something, but I don't know what it was. Oh, uh, but I, okay, agencies. What if, Shield versus sword. Ooh. Uh, Shield. I love Agent joke. Brand too much to ever side against her. Yes, sword has orbital yes. lasers, which is always a really distinct advantage. I'll tell you who wins that one, and that's the underground, liberated, totally integrated mobile army to unite mankind. Ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> Led by Flag Smasher, who smashes flags. <laughs> I forgot that that was an acronym. Oh, they're all acronyms. <laughs> what about masks? I gotta say, Spectre will beat them all. Talk about the Mobile Army Strike Command. Spectre. Spectre from all um, James. The Bond. James Bond Spectres. Yeah, they'll beat them all. It's the uh, uh, special executive for uh, what is it? Terrorism. It, it is. It's it's something extortion. Revenge and extortion. Yeah, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. The special executive. That's. That's yeah, spec. special, and then terrorism, revenge, extortion. I'm still going with mask, and I can't remember what the ac- acronym was, but those mobile armored strike trucks. command. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had acronyms are literally my favorite thing about comic books. Yeah. So they had a boulder uh, playset that the boulder would launch off of it, and then the cannon would come out. So they're winning because they had a boulder that they could drop on you. I had that playset, and it was great. Oh, I did too. It was awesome. Jabba the Hutt versus the Kingpin. Are they alone, or do they have like their crime families with them? Eh, let's say they're alone. Oh, Kingpin. You think he's, so? He's, he's, yeah, he's actually he's a brawler. Jabba's not. He's solid muscle. Yeah. He's a, he's like a sumo wrestler. No, Huts are pretty big. Yeah, but it's all fat. Big, but they're not mobile. Jabba the Hutt isn't like Jabba has those little T Rex arms. Like he's no, not. He does. The question is, can. Can King is Kingpin strong enough to shove Jabba the Hutt off the nearest cliff? I don't know. If Jabba can bring his tail to bear, I feel like he could definitely bludgeon. If he gets Kingpin down, he could definitely bludgeon him with the tail pretty badly. I just think it's more of a thing. Does Kingpin have the heart to like choke Jabba out? Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. That's like a oh yes, it's Kingpin. Wait, 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 wait. Do you mean does he have like the guts, like the courage, Certainly. or do you mean no, like, no, does I know he have, he has will that. he have a heart attack from the exertion? <laughs> no, I mean does he have like the like you know, but just like you know, choking a man out—that's one thing. But when you get your hands around that slimy neck, you know, and you have to really do that, that might be pretty gross. So He'd you know, I'm it. just wondering does Team yeah. have that? In oh, him? he'd absolutely do it. Yeah. No problem, right? Yeah. So I guess that means Kingpin versus Princess Leia, who would win? Silence as we are all like, how do we respond to that? Yeah. <laughs> I think Leia um, could, I mean, if she has yeah. some kind of gun, I think, you know, laser Yeah, gun, if Leia's got has. a blaster, she's got maneuverability. So Absolutely. Yeah. If, if it's like, if it's like, 
like coked up Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> like then, like yes, no. Carrie Fisher like, says it was can't... the Hoth. It was shooting the Hoth stuff that actually got her. That made her a you know a coke addict. Actually, it was they <laughs> were doing it. They snow started doing it Hoth. in Empire, like while they were shooting the Hoth stuff. She got really uh... confused by all the snow around the place, and she was like, "Well." How can it hurt? <laughs> no, I just said that was the that was the irony. There was snow on the ground and snow in their noses. It's stuff in her nose, yeah. But by Jedi, you know, you can actually see her coke nail. Like you can actually see it in the Endor scenes in Jedi. In like you freeze frame them, and she has a giant coke nail. My childhood is crying right now. Yeah. Well, she was in she was in Blues Brothers too, and apparently, like she and Belushi used to party. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I I feel like. I feel like there is a level of keeping up with John Belushi that that is amazing that anyone survived. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going with her over Kane. What, a, no what a depressing topic yes. this has suddenly become. So what about some of the non-superhuman, like Jimmy Olsen versus, uh, you know, Rick Jones, the uh, the Hulk's pet human? Does that does that uh, just turn J- into Jimmy the Hulk Jason. versus Superman? Wait, does does Rick Jones have his Captain Marvel powers? Well, I don't know. No, I would no. say no because. Because Jimmy Olsen isn't going to have all the powers he had in his Jimmy Olsen, you know, comic where he got a different power every month back in the Golden Age, Silver Age. He's got the signal watch. He can call yeah. on Superman if, if he got desperate. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I think the Beyonder is going to jam that signal because then that just quickly becomes a Superman versus Hulk fight. That's true. And that's yeah. actually already been chronicled, I believe. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and uh, Rick was trained to fight by Captain America, so Rick would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick mm-hmm. was a Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Rick was a lot of things, boy. Rick was in Rom. He was like a space knight at one point. Yes, so. he was. He, yeah. like, one of the best parts of Rom is when uh, Rick Jones gets to be like his idealized form of himself. And he's got like... Yeah, and he's like a green Hulk. Yeah, he's like the Hulk, but he's got like the Captain Marvel megabands. And he's got like... And he kind of looks like Captain America in the face. Like, that's... Like, that's that's what made me actually like Rick Jones. Okay, Rick, Rick Jones versus Hank and Dean Venture. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be Rick Jones because Hank and Dean Venture are terrible at everything. Yeah, it's That's gotta be Rick stick. Jones. Rick Jones with one arm could beat those. Guys. But they, but they, but they're terrible in ways that tend to line up in their favor. Like Squirrel Girl, right? No, Squirrel Girl's just awesome. Yeah. Okay, but is Brock Samson in part of this no. fight as well? Also, Brock Samson versus the Hulk. I would want to see that. Yeah, Brock Samson. Mm. I'm gonna say in that fight. He's got the smarts. He can strategize his way out of it. Brock yeah. Thompson could do it. Yeah. Yeah. How about um, Red Sonia yeah. versus a Brienne of Tarth? <laughs> Where are you pulling these from? Just my head. <laughs> this is every episode with Chico Leo. That was a dream <laughs> I had once, the, the Red Sonia Brienne of Tarth one. I've always was, been trying to go back to that dream. I was going to say, was that versus? Yes. Because I know that looks like wrestling, but sometimes when two people respect each other very deeply... Uh, anyway, no, they both they both have armor. I mean, Brienne's is a little more. I mean, one of them has armor that works, right? <laughs> but the, see, that's what the I'm going to go with that Brienne. gives Red Sonia speed. If you actually watch Brienne of Tarth fights, she actually, I mean, she definitely has strength and skill and uh, uh, you know ability, but she's not fast. I've seen her put a sword through a man's skull like it was, you know. A knife through warm butter, so I'm gonna go with Brienne. Yeah, she's, she's got a she's fast. Lot, she's draw. more durable too. Like she absolutely, can, mm-hmm. she could she tie herself out. With the hound, and he went off a cliff. I'm going with Brienne over Conan. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
Uh, I just want to remind everyone that Conan once wrestled a gorilla that thought it was a wizard and won, so... Oh. Well, it only thought what? it was right, a wizard. And and that brings up something. I, th- I thought you said a gorilla. Uh, you did say a gorilla, right? I yeah. did say a gorilla. A gorilla so that what, thought it was a wizard. What is the greatest gorilla of all comics? Well, it's gotta be Grodd. Grodd. Grodd's good. What about um the one from Doom Patrol? Ooh. Oh. Oh. Monsieur Mala? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Monsieur Mala? Monsieur Mala? Yes. Yeah, but he was a lover, not a fighter. Grodd's gonna take it. Ultra Humanite uh, doesn't count. I think it's probably... I think it's probably that gorilla that was on the cover of one of the... Uh, I think it was House of Secrets... Where he's robbing a library at gunpoint to get a copy of Robinson Crusoe and says that with that book he can take over the world. Because that gorilla was serious but did not know that libraries do not need to be robbed to loan you a book. So so during the Silver Age, they actually discovered looking at the numbers that if they put a gorilla on the cover, it sold like uh, any any kind of more. Or any kind of monkey. Right. And, it, and yeah. so they actually had to put a moratorium. On, like, they, they had to start doling out the primates on comic book covers. Or at least the non-human ones. Do you remember the Secret Origins cover from the 80s where they talked about this? And it's a gorilla crying. There's, like, a bunch of gorillas oh and apes God. all running. And one of them is crying. And the cover line is, why is this gorilla crying? Right, yes. Find out why is this gorilla crying? <laughs> Guys, I apologize. It was actually an issue of Strange Adventures, and it was uh, Treasure Island, not Robinson Crusoe. I went and looked it up just to be That's sure. All, that makes all the difference. It all kind of difference. does. I was going to say, that really didn't sound like House of Secrets. I don't know. Would you want to keep that a secret? I guess not. I guess probably not. It is I just a strange want to know what his plan so. was. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a gorilla with a plan, but I just want to know what that plan involved. There's never oh, been an man. X-Men issue with a gorilla on the cover, has there, Rachel? I don't know. I don't think there's ever been Not a off the top of the my head, but I know as soon as I say that, like, there are, there are already people thinking, um, actually, and not knowing why. And it's just going to click for them on the 29th when this episode comes out. Right. They're going to be like, does, does Marvel have a lot of superpower gorillas? I can't think of any offhand. Mandrill. Uh, Marvel really has a gorilla, gorilla man. From uh, Agents of Atlas, who's a really, really great character. Oh, yeah. I, the only one I yep. could think of was the guy from the Headman, who was like the human head and the gorilla body. That was it. That was I it. love him. All right. How many Wolverines, how many actual Wolverines would it take to take down Wolverine? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. To get this straight, you're talking about the animals to take down the mutants, right? Or vice versa. I think a thousand would do it. I think a thousand. I think that's a lot. I think hundreds would do it. They're pretty big. I think if you put Wolverine into a room with a thousand Wolverines, lowercase w, it would just be like that scene in Craven's Last Hunt where uh, Craven goes into the room full of spiders. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good ending. <laughs> well, it's just he could take out a few every second. Say he could skewer six a second on his claws. <laughs> That means he's going to get bit by 994 before he can take out another six. And then he's going to get bit. Like, I just think they would bite him down to his adamantium skeleton. Like, Also, six a second. So you think one claw is going to take out one Wolverine? Yeah, no. No, no, no way. I think one claw is going to take out multiple so, yeah. Wolverines. Like, he's swinging those things. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. They do cut through anything. So I think he would, like, you know, tear Wolverines into little, like, three but pieces. But a thousand. 
Yeah, and wolverines yeah, are no. big. They they weigh like twenty. I, I have the Wikipedia entry open right now. Um, but they. <laughs> you always have the Wikipedia entry open, Rachel. Just admit it. I don't actually. Usually, only when I have to talk about X Men Origins Wolverine, because then pulling out random Wolverine characteristics gets funnier because everyone involved in that movie thinks that Wolverines are wolves. But no, uh, Wolverines can weigh up to like fifty-five pounds. So they are Jesus. they are substantial, and they are really, 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 really aggressive. And nasty. Yes. And they smell a terrible, thousand apparently. wolverines versus rocket raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go with wolverine. Wolverine would beat rocket raccoon. It depends on the environment. If if he can if he's if he can make use of the jetpack, then rocket. He could just fly up. Yeah, he could just fly up and take them out from above. Although if they were a thousand one, maybe they could like make a tower out of themselves. <laughs> They start working in unison like ants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Those Wolverines. They Marvel, you missed out by not making Wolverine able to telepathically communicate with Wolverines. Okay, okay. Ant Man <laughs> versus Ant May. Uh, oh, Ant May. She was a hero Galactus. Wait, can we, can we keep Ant Man at ant size so she could just step on him? Would that work? She'd never know he was there. Does Ant May have her power cosmic powers from when she was Golden Oldie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my favorite issues ever. Wait, was that a what if? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was the time she became No, it wasn't a what if. It was a Marvel team up. It's in continuity. Right. <laughs> it is in continuity. God, those Marvel team ups are awesome. Uh, I'm, gi- I'm think- giving that one to Aunt May just because mm. it amuses me. <laughs> she survived uh, dating Dr. Octopus too, so I'm going to go with Aunt May on that one. Yeah. I feel like we've. I feel like it's. It's I feel winding like we might down. Have exhausted folks. the topic now. <laughs> yeah. I think when you go to Ant Man, Ant Man, folks. Yeah, that... exactly. You're done. Do we want? Do we want to do the one classic before we sign off? Okay. Batman versus Superman. Ooh. Superman. Yeah, it's got to be Superman. It's always some plot thing where Batman wins. I mean, Superman's gonna win, and they don't even really explore all of Superman's powers and effects in the comic i mean like i said his tears would literally shatter like the rock on uh, beneath you like and don't like forget when the he super shook his head, his sweat his sweat would shred everything within like a mile you know what i mean like there's just really no way i don't know if there's textual support for this I idea mean, the man man no, no, of steel I, woman I of it. kleenex larry niven's favorite famous uh famous essay oh, in, in Playboy. that's non-canon yeah, that's <laughs> Thank like God him. that's not in canon. I still say Superman. Uh, Chris, you as as the world's uh, most foremost Batmanologist, are you going to go with Batman for this? No, no, I never. <laughs> oh, wow. I never want to read another story where Batman beats up Superman. Yeah. I want to see Superman beat the living shit out of Batman. It's all I want in this world. Well, you know, there's <laughs> this movie coming out. <laughs> Chad Bowers, who's my my co-writer, we've been friends for a long time. And uh, he, like, in his head, because, you know, there's, like, there's Batman versus Superman fights all the time since yeah. the late 80s. It's like every, everybody wants to do it. And, and Chad just mentally in his head adds a thought bubble to all of those fights where it's just Superman going, come on, Clark, you can't hit him back. He's an orphan. His parents are dead. You, gotta, you just got to take it. You can't hit a guy whose parents are dead. Come on. Good. 
I mean, Batman only wins by whipping out a, a little piece of kryptonite. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, there's never any other way that he can beat Superman. Oh, yeah, I just want to see the issue where it's like Superman finds out that they have beef and he just like, you know, flies over and squashes him and then flies back before, you know, anything given happens. It's happened. like super speed. He's like, yeah, that, that took no time at all. Batman has no powers, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was easy. All right. Do- I think right. we sorted that entire topic out. Yeah. I think we know who would win in every single fight ever now. I mean, Superman could also freak out Batman with his super ventriloquism, which they also never <laughs> use in the modern age, by pretending... He could pretend to be Bruce Wayne's parents. Oh, calling God. Him in the middle oh. of the fight, and Bruce Wayne would... Oh, call that's horrible. Listen, super, super bastardness is not part of the new Superman's powers. <laughs> that is such a dig move. Hey, Bruce, is that your parents? Are they outside? Do you want to open the window? Look, look, no, just lean further. Lean further. Then he just pushes them out the window. That is horrible. <laughs> but that's an issue I love. Out. <laughs> well, come on. If you've got the powers, yeah, that's how you get rid of... Uh, never mind. Yeah, no, the supernatural <laughs> They, I don't know why they, they wrote it out when the new... Uh, with the new John Byrne Superman. You know, it's, it's it's out there somewhere with the super weaving. Right. Does he have super weaving? <laughs> he does. He has super yes, weaving. That is officially part of his power set. That is a that is a topic for a different time. <laughs> and I am getting hungry. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, somehow, hopefully, we've satisfied the Beyonder. And hopefully we'll find our way out of this battle pod. Definitely. And we all managed to make it through this episode alive. For more Secret Convergence on Infinite Podcasts, follow us to the second episode, which is going to be on Intuit with L. Collins. Awesome. And thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Fan Bro Show. And like Chico Leo said, hopefully we've satisfied the Beyonder and you'll find us back in a spaceship uh, sometime in the future. All right. I'm going to see if I can find the door again. Fan Bros! Fan Bros!